Blog Talk Radio. Yes, peace family, how wanna be? This is the Queen Quet, head from the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. So glad he wanna tune in to We Show, Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio, for this year, Financial Literacy Month. Yeah, I know, honey, chill and want to get your hand on some of this money, but you got to know how to do it, honey. So this evening, we got a special guest that we going to crack we teeth a little bit more. About this your thing, about financial literacy and who we be in this your land at the Gullah Geechee. So glad that the hunter chillin' tune in one more again with me. And so glad he for the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition was sponsor this year broadcast every Monday, 7 p.m. EST. Yeah, right here, the way hunter can find we and you can go on. You want to to the sponsor link for the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition at Gullah Geechee. Dot N-E-T. And then, honey, can get him over who we be down here in these islands from the sea. Every Monday upon this show, we give upliftment to the living legacy and pay ancestral homage. So this evening, we going to take a moment of silence for all our ancestors and things like that. Who learn we like the shiny thing. And how for who and put them. So that they could see them up and things like that. But how they shall learn what planet we the day upon this show. Time now. See Jacksonville, North Carolina, in Jacksonville, Florida. So glad for them and for who we be. Let me take this show. Moment of silence. I see. I see. I see. So glad that I'm chilling to join me on the journey, especially them with the in the clubhouse and things like that. Thank you, thank you to the clubhouse family. And read it was to all the listeners of Gully Gitty Rhythm Radio around the world. So glad for this your time I air one more again, especially because this year become the annual thing now and things like that. All great God, honey, chilling this evening. Honey, go yeti somebody, honey, yeti you. Last year this your time when I've been a crack with teeth with this your gal. Now, you dear from these island, yeah. But the difference the island with the off the side of Mother Africa, way across there. See, some of chilling in first know about that. See, y'all probably the study right now of either top of Madagascar or in the top of Madagascar. I know plenty of chilling to think right now if I the top of the island we call Gola. I ain't a crack with teeth, but that neither. But we gonna get into a little bit of that, and then we gonna crack with teeth with she about a company, about a organization, a high achievement. So I'm so glad it is evening for bring back you to Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio, my gal Felicia Gorns Gregory. Good evening, Felicia. How honey be? What going good, on? Good evening, my sis. It's so good talking to you. Every year we get to hear and we get to chat, and that is always wonderful. So I'm so glad for the listeners. And I'm always been proud of you since college. I want to grow up to be just like you. I know. <laughs> You, you are still on the high school to be just like you one day. One day then. We'll one day, grow up. Girl. That's what, uh, what Jeffrey used to tell us. He don't want to grow up, right? And that's yeah. what the, um, the the 
the uh, giraffe used to say for Toys R Us. He said, I don't yep. want to grow up. I don't want to grow up. I'm going to be a Toys R Us kid. Well, I'm that's trying to grow up right? just like my sister. I know that's, that's right. I'm following the footsteps. Yeah. So it's so good to be back this evening, especially celebrating Financial Literacy Month. And I'm just so excited that you always invite me back this year because it's always right before I kick off my series that has become a passion project under heels and higher achievement. Um, so I'm just excited. It's excited to be here. Yes, well, that's the thing that I want people to first go back a little in your background. So tell tell the family where your family is from off the coast of the motherland, first oh, of yes, all. Yes. All right, so I'm a, basically, I think I'm third generation Cape Verdean, uh, Cape Verdean American. Mm-hmm. And um, so all my ancestors are from the Capo Verde Islands. Um, my grandmother and grandfather was from Brava, and my grandfather's, uh, my father's side of the family. Uh, for many years, I thought it as a child was called Sunny Cloud. I was like, oh, I'm from Sunny Cloud. It's Sal Nicolau. So I found out that at a very late age. So I was like, okay. I, that's what I heard my grandmother say all the time. I know that. So, you know, third generation, most of my family uh, migrated into uh, Massachusetts and Providence, Rhode Island. That's where you'll find many of the Cape Verdeans. Um, they were merchant yeah. fishermen, um, so they came yeah. over from there. And I think two of my uh, mother's side of the family, uh, the Amato side, uh, my great-grandfather and grandmother actually came through Ellis Island, which we found really strange. Wow. I didn't even know. But I think a lot of them may have come through Ellis Island. We just had records of those two ancestors. So. Yeah, okay. so that's where I'm from. That's so cool. I just apologize to everybody because it was the Portuguese that probably did the 5.8 million of a ship to. I'm a, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm just saying. See, thank we we appreciate your apology uh, because we know you got it on both sides. You had some probably exactly. come through Solomon's Island and the rest come through Ellis Island. So we got yeah. You. We know what you're saying. Yeah, and so now it's interesting because you mentioned your fishing, the fishing part of your family, and so. When we talk about about building wealth, we need to really start there because you know that's personal for me because I'm one of the confounding members of the Gullah Geechee Fishing Association and the secretary of the Gullah Geechee Fishing Association. And one of the things that we have found is what we now call fishing while black. And so there is this, yeah, there's this incessant policing of native fishermen and women, especially men here in the Gullah Geechee Nation, and what they do is you can have one fish too many or you can have two buckets of oysters instead of, say, one bucket of oysters, and they could have just changed that law last week. They don't send out any updates to anybody with a fishing license that the law changed, but somehow you're supposed to know it changed. And then they find you with that, and then they will confiscate your food and give you a fine as well. But meanwhile, some people have had their food confiscated, the boat confiscated, the net confiscated, and get fined or go to jail when they can't pay the fine. So right there, if that was their livelihood, first of all, we do it for subsistence. But if someone also had, let's say, a little side hustle where they sold some (laughs) fish to pay their taxes or anything, now they're out of that money? And if they get arrested and thrown in jail because of bench warrant that says, well, you didn't pay this $1,000 fine for this one fish extra that you had or this one bucket of oysters extra because it's usually around that amount of money, then mm. they end up in a situation that if they had a job, how do you go to work if you're in jail? Wow. Okay? And oh, you own that's... in jail because you were le- legitimately trying to keep your traditions going and trying to feed your family. You're not doing anything that's really technically illegal. So no, when no. you do that's, that's another that, way. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. another form of slavery, as we know. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just another trying form. to take away your self-sufficiency. So how are you yeah. going to build wealth, much All less right. have anything saved, in a situation where there's this constant and consistent policing. So as soon as you mentioned fishing, as people say nowadays, I guess it was a trigger word for me because, and we do have trigger fish here too, by the way, and I know how they're chilling with dear pun, dear pun, I'm clubhouse and they're not going to get you. Y'all probably never yet, but that trigger fish, I can crack my teeth with y'all, but that later, y'all let me know if y'all know what trigger fish are. Okay, so definitely It's interesting to me to talk about wealth because usually when you come on here and we talk about heels and higher achievement, 
we talk about having land or having assets already, and we talk about a number of things, but we sometimes skip the fact that the intellectual capacity is an asset. The things that your ancestors taught you to do that you really could self-sustain from, those aren't assets. So what would you say to this generation about the first steps toward talking about being building wealth, what would you say that should be the first thing they should think about in terms of assets? So the first thing that we all need to think about is, one, what is our financial understanding? You know, you know, my background and our background was in technology. We were both computer science right. majors. I ended up working on Wall Street for 20-something years running the trading floor. Um, I loved my tech. I loved science and math growing up. But I realized when I was laid off by Wall Street at the seasoned age of 50, because when, when you're in corporate and you're a woman and you're not in a higher mm-hmm. position, uh, they just mm-hmm. put you out to passion, which is fine because I think I had high blood pressure and about two points away from type 2 diabetes for 10 years, so I'm good. She sure was. She, she, um, she, was, wrecked. she was wrecked by the stress, y'all. Yeah, and stress ain't right. no help to us in the black community. That's another topic for another night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's another topic. The New York, Tokyo, London Stock Exchange kind of tore the end, but that day when they let me go, which was a relief, the first thing I said to myself, man, I got two kids, two cars, and a 401k that looks like a 201k. So mm-hmm. what did that mean? And I was like, and I'm a nerd. I love my numbers. So I started crunching, girl. And I was like, hmm, okay. That means 20 years, six figures. Maybe I need four million, but you government most of it. So I'm two and a half million. So why is 401k less than half a million? So I was mm-hmm. like, well, that meant I was giving my money to the world except taking care of myself. And so the first thing is we have to understand what is our financial understanding. If I was on Wall Street and nobody told me, I was like, nobody's telling the community. Nobody's talking to us because we don't have 250,000 liquid. Okay, that's the first thing. If we don't have 250 liquid or million liquid, we're not getting all the nuggets. We're not getting all the the loops and the holes that you can actually still pay Uncle Sam but do something for yourself. So the first thing is understanding what is my financial understanding. And then the other part is really the most important part, which is the mind shift change in our community where we have to understand what is the purpose of becoming financial literate? Why do Mm -hmm. do we need to become financially literate? I mean, the one show we talked about in 2020 was we kept saying, you know what, there's three things, and I always tell people, there's three things that you need in life, air, water, and money. Those are three things. You understand? Those are three. We can have the food in there, but those are three things that you really need. So if we don't understand the importance of how to save your money, the basics that our grandparents taught us. You know, my my grandfather used to always teach me. He would take um, my grandpa, Mac McCoy. He would put his money in the shoebox, and he would Mm -hmm. end up at the end of the month, and he would pay the rent. And he would tell me uh-huh. that I remember watching this little sugar because I would go in and get my little nickels. He'd be like, baby, go in because I'd go get some candy. But I always remembered the shoebox in the back of the closet. But it was one of those mm-hmm. things. It's the basics. So if we don't learn to change our mindset, and for me, it was a rude awakening that I was like, yo, I made six figures and I don't have anything really? But, I mean, this makes wow. no sense. And on average, you have to in order to retire, and this was a few years ago, in order to really properly retire in America and stay retired, you need a minimum of $1.2 million. So for mm-hmm. us and for most average Americans, regardless of our communities, we have different issues in the community of, of building wealth. But the thing is, if you don't understand that retirement is long, no longer in a number, it's how much you have in your bank account. That's it's the not, bottom line. It's not what you make. It's what you keep. It's what you keep. So that's the yeah. most important thing is really how, what do I know about financial literacy? What is it? And then why, why is this important? Why should this be important for me to become financially literate so either I can save today so I can have a better future or do I want to create wealth instead of just creating wealth that's on my feet and creating generational wealth? Do you understand? 
that and there's a big difference and there's a big difference yeah, and big and let difference. me let me go back to something cuz when you talk about literacy there's a word that you use that tied right into my fishing analogy and conversation cuz you use the word liquid yeah. ain't nobody fishing on concrete you got yeah. to have liquid you got yeah. to have water but when we talk yeah. about money in the black community you don't hear that term usually liquid so no. some people may not realize what we're talking about when we say liquid. Liquid is like if you went and went right now and took something that is a liquid and poured it on your hand, it would just slip through your fingers. And that's what's happening in the black community for the most part. Oh, yeah. It's pouring oh, yeah. out of the container and slipping through your fingers. But what we're talking about liquid means you can go get that money right now. Like that money yep. is in that shoebox. That money is yep. in that mason jar. That money is somewhere where you can go cash it out no, immediately. It's in the if wall. you have stock, right? Put it in the wall, right? Exactly. Some and some people do. got it in their Timberland boots that they don't spend yeah. all this money for. So it's like if you have stocks, bonds, any of those things. If you have real estate, you have to liquefy those assets. You have to, right. you have to sell it off in order to get cash. So when you right. actually have cash, that is called liquid. We're not talking about electronic money either. We're not talking about no cash app. We're not talking about Bitcoin. No. None We're talking about no. legal tender. When people say it's right. liquid, if someone says, well, I got $1 million liquid, they mean they can go right there to the bank account or go in that closet and get that safe, go reach in there. Y'all watch all them shows on TV where people be going and getting bands of money out the, yep. of the safe. That's liquid, <laughs> okay? Yep. That's Absolutely. liquid. And you don't want liquid to just flow through your hands like if you were pouring out a drink over your hand. This is not a libation ceremony. You don't right. you don't want totally. that when it comes down to your cash. So I wanted to talk about that because when you said it, I know it kind of went by fast for some people. Right. They might have wondered, did she just say liquid? Yes, we yeah. said liquid for sure. Yeah, exactly. And that's part of literacy, right, is the fact that yeah. there are words that sound alike but don't mean the same thing in the financial world, right? No, totally don't. You know, but that, that's one of the basics of just understanding. And then I think one of the other things of one, because us, I think in our community, I'm just saying from my personal experience as well, is that from our ancestors or even my grandparents, how they taught me when I got older, for some reason, I think up until we got out of Fordham, I used to have this little book. I don't know if you ever saw that little book I used to carry with me. And I would write in the morning how much, because my mother was a bookkeeper. So I would write every morning how much money I had in my wallet. And I would write down I didn't know that. Book. I thought that was just your journal. I remember that, that book, journal. but I thought it was you your know, journal. It was. Yeah. And I used to write down every day how much money I spent. I don't care where I went, Metro car at the time is only 75 cents for the subway, but you know. Right, right. It was a token back then. It wasn't even no Metro car. See, you're trying to be cute now. You're trying to be cute. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> we're still looking cute. It's all right. It's like, we're still looking cute, even though I made it myself. Um, but, you know, I did write all of these things down. And then at the end of the evening, I would add my money up. It was like my daily budget. And if I was off like 25 cents, I would lose my mind. And then I learned to say, okay, stop stressing. If it's not off, we can go on and move to the next day. I did that. And then when I got um, out of college and I moved out on my own, when I got married, I stopped all of that. And I totally could get you sitting there one day being laid off July 11, 2016, saying, well, what the heck happened here? You know, um, so it was one of those things. I didn't go back to the basics. And then because I sat there and said, wow. If I'm in this situation and I thought I was part of the, the part that would be the people that would knowledgeable, they would give me this information and the tools and how to build wealth, and they didn't, I'm like, they ain't done with nobody in my community. So what can I do different? And that's where it was on my heart. I need to speak right. about my own shortcomings and prepare the next generation of women, especially the next generation of black women. But I took it from a different standpoint that I realized that in our community, especially for women of color, I just wanted to take this cape off. You know, you and I have spoken about this a lot. Um, mm-hmm. But I've realized that when it comes to women, uh, women of color, at least from my personal experience, when your money ain't right, everything else in your life is twisted. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Spiritually, everything else and mentally. And so what happens in our community, we spoke about this, when, when COVID hit, everybody was upset. 
said, we got wiped out. You know why? Because our money didn't give us great access to doctors. Money didn't give us great access to the proper foods. So all of these things trickle back down to the same thing, a financial foundation. How do we understand? How do we build wealth? How do we even understand the basics of even financial literacy? And that's why it became, okay, I'm going to teach myself. Then I got licensed, became a New York State license agent. So I also wanted to make sure I had other people, and I'm going to hire uh, my senior marketing director. Uh, he was amazing, Loyan Mensa, who gave me the name for Heels and Hire Women because I was going to hire him and his guys to talk about financial literacy to women. And he was like, uh, you know, Felicia, people yeah, women well, listen to women. Guys to talk to the women, right, about yeah. financial literacy, and you're a woman so himself, right? Yeah, and, he, and he's the one that up the name, and he's going to be on my series this year. I'm so excited. Um, he came up with the name, and I said, you know, it, it, it gives me goosebumps every time I talk about Heels and Iron Treatment, because I said, how did you come up with that name? He said, because every time you came in here, three times the interview with him, because I interviewed him, he swears he interviewed me. But anyway, um, I came in, he said, you had a new pair of shoes on. I said, where do I sign? <laughs> I know, that's so <laughs> that's, where, that's where it came. And, and so it, it, this became such an important part of we got to teach, and I have two daughters, and I, I need to teach them so they can do better than me. And I need them to teach somebody else, and then I need them to teach somebody else, and I need to be in schools, and I need it to be sitting across your grandmama's still drinking some Kool-Aid. I just need us to speak about this topic because I'm watching yeah. the generations still learning. There are some of us that are yeah. still learning, but then there's a lot of us who just, I don't need that right now. And we just got to get out of that mindset. So we got to get out of this mindset of short-term versus long-term. We got to really get out of this short-term because we got to figure out what's it going to look like for us now as business owners, um, as people that a lot of us learned from COVID. Oh, my girls learned how to do hair, nails, makeup. I was like, do you want me to create your business? I'll create an S-Corp, a C-Corp. You can (laughs) become a business owner. You pay less somebody else. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. you know, these are the things that we just have to really start figuring out how do we truly build wealth and have a great discussion about it. But the first thing is becoming literate, understanding what liquid means, reading my favorite book. And I know you know my favorite book, Dennis Kimber. Yep, I talked about that last week. I told him, yep. Get Think and Grow Rich, A Black Wealth Choice by Dennis Kimbrough, his brother yeah. took. Um, Napoleon Hill's Thinking Grow Rich and adapted yeah. it to the black community. I definitely talked about that last week. So anybody who wasn't tuned in last week, if you're on Clubhouse, go back to the replay. If you are a Blog Talk Radio fan, just go back to blogtalkradio.com slash Gullah and you can play the show from last week. You all know every April we always commemorate, celebrate, participate in Financial Literacy Month. And so definitely, I told y'all, I told you my girl Felicia was coming this week with some more for you that y'all better yeah. have your notebooks ready yeah. to be taking notes. So definitely, if you did not go ahead and get that book from the library, like I told you last week, because I know y'all be like, well, how you going to tell me save money and then you're going to tell me to buy a book, Queen? Well, like I told you, this, the buying a book is an investment, though. You right. should always have a library in your house. That's number one. Because the main word here is not just financial a main word here is literacy. So you right. need to know how to read. Because um, if you ain't literate, somebody might pass you a bill that ain't even a bill you thought you were supposed to get anyhow. Um, so exactly. you need to be able to read, know your denominations of your money. So literacy yeah. is critical. And, the and there are book. certain things you want to own, not rent. So you don't want to rent that book. You want to own that book. Think and own grow that rich. book. And, and the other one that you want to add to it that is my favorite outside of that one is the one that um the wealth choice the uh, success secrets of black millionaires that book is yeah. amazing it's amazing um I've highlighted that book most of the time whenever I'm looking through it just to look at you know re, uh he did a poll of you know 24 uh, 35% of african americans had no measurable assets in 2009 and he came up with how do we create a develop a wealth generating mindset and habits because we understand for us Generating wealth, it's a lifelong learning. It's generation. And then that's where you talk about create your goal list. I know you talk about this every financial, uh, you know, literacy month. And even if it's a small, 
start small, but understanding we have to make these short-term sacrifices for our long-term gains. That's that's the main thing, yeah. and, 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 and that's yeah. one of the things that we don't always speak about, you know? No, we don't talk about that. Now, we'll make the sacrifice if we want to buy some new sneakers, if we want to get out here, get our hair did, as we like to say, get our nails did, mm-hmm. all of that. But right. I think it was a good thing that Mother Earth made us all sit at home and then people started realizing what their gifts were and their talents right. were and their abilities were and the fact that they could actually access even training videos and educational videos to learn how to do what you said, do your own nails and your hair. And yeah. stuff. Well, there are also wealth videos on YouTube for free. There are wealth lectures on YouTube for free. But I'm encouraging you not to simply watch a video or just listen to it or even listen to this broadcast, like I said even last week, but to actually get these books. Because as you heard Felicia mention, you should have a journal or a notebook of your own where you write down your own goals, you write down also your own spending habits, you see, because now – we haven't even gotten to the point of talking about a budget, but if right. we talk about writing down your spending habits, that should lead you to start to realize the categories of how you spend your money, what you're spending your money on, and where you don't need to spend that money, but that money could actually be saved so you have an emergency fund, like I mentioned last week, and then after having an emergency fund, we can start to talk about an investment fund. But now, you know what, I said something to you before we got started today, Felicia. I told you that last Mm -hmm. week on the show, I mentioned that before, people used to tell you you need to have three months' worth of money saved. You need six months' worth of money saved. Now I said you need a year. And you instead said how many months? Sixteen. No, 16 months easy. Because when you get get laid off, sometimes it takes you 16 months to get back off. No. You're, we're we're now going from, we used to always say the rule of thumb was like, okay, you need six to 12 months. No, right now it's almost 12 to 16. If you you have no clue what's going to happen to them. Look at that when COVID hit. People were storming right. the streets and, and, and had all of these different instruments because they was upset. But you know what? The main reason is because 95% of Americans, not the 5%, those, that wealth set, they knew what they were doing. But 95%, yeah. sometimes we all had one stream of income. We've now learned through COVID that basically an, an understanding, cash is not king. It's your cash flow. <laughs> your cash, cash flow, that's flow. right. So if you don't have multiple streams of income coming in now, we're no longer, my, our, our children, uh, our generation, our children, they may not have Social Security. We may not have Social Security. You understand right. what I'm saying? So right. they're not going to have pension. They may not have pensions. A lot of companies are not providing that. You will have 401Ks, but, again, 401Ks go great to a certain extent, but they're more beneficial for the company instead of the employee. So you have to understand there's pros and cons of it. So if we don't start creating our own streams of income using our own talents to create wealth, by business ownership, by understanding, let me take in what, once I start saving and get a budget and understand, and this is my favorite, and some of your, your people uh, that are guests out there that are listening, take your, your bank statement. This is my favorite trick I do to all my clients. I'd be like, look, take your bank statement, and I want you to get a red highlighter and a green one, and I want you to highlight what are my needs, like basically paying your paying utility bill, paying your mortgage. Then I want to take the other little highlighter, and I want you to highlight all your wants. And you'd be surprised how many people say, oh, because when they tell me, no, Ms. Gregory, I don't have um, any money to really get a policy or invest in myself or, or, or take care of my kids because, you know, I got something else. But, mm, okay, did, did you see that? Starbucks. How much You spend $5 on a, a chocolate latte with skim milk, with mm-hmm. almond milk, or something, something, something. But you do that every day um, for the entire month. Did you add up? It's $200. Did you know that, right? But you don't have money to put to the side. So we've got to do, look at your bank statement. Take two different highlighters, one in green for your needs, and one in, you can make it in red, I don't care what other color for your wants, and add it up. And if the other one adds more than you than what you need, you got the issue. <laughs> You got a budget. You got an issue that we got to deal with. And now, see, but you just said bank. 
You said bank statements. Well, a lot of people we found out are what they say underbanked or unbanked. Yes. So yes. people started using Cash App, Venmo, PayPal. They you can know, still people print those off. All the stuff. And then, so mm-hmm. how would what would you say to someone who says that? Like, well, I don't deal with you know a banking institution where I get a statement that I can look at online. I do all my stuff this other way. How would you tell them to do that kind of exercise? Isn't it on your phone? It's an activity. You can look and see every single transaction. And I'm quite sure people are tech savvy enough. Take a snapshot. Write it down. Use your hands. It's called man. Take a pencil and paper. So if you can't print it out somewhere or log into it and print out your transactions, write it down and see what it is. Because, you know, everybody's like, I want this easy thing. Okay, it's called manual. It's called a pencil. It's called a paper. Stop playing. And, And let's just do what we need to do. Stop playing. That's right, and that's the, that's the key right there. Let's do what we need to do, what we need to do. Not we yes. want to do, but what no. we need to do. So, okay, so all right, we've already talked about that. We need to have right. liquid assets. We need to right. have that in the form of legal tender. We need to have right. 16 months, 18 months worth of our monthly expenses. Expenses now, not our wants. Meaning light, no. gas, water, you know, phone is a necessity these days. We'll let you go with that one. Those are the things that you need to pay for, like you said, your your shelter, your, your room and board, your shelter, your mortgage. That's yep. your need. We ain't talking That's about your, your new clothes or none of that. That's not a need. That's a want. So now, right. after you have to and your food, your groceries. So now, if you have paid for those things, add mm-hmm. those things up for the first two, three months, Whatever that is, that's where you do your multiples, and that's what your first goal should be, is do yeah. you have an account, do you have a safe, do you have a mason jar, do you have any of the stuff, that, the, what did we talk about, the, um, the shoebox, do you yeah. have any of that with that amount of money liquid in it? If you don't, that's goal number one. Yeah, we got to pay yourself first. That's the main thing. We pay have to run first. Just pay yourself first. Save. Create an emergency fund so that if there's a rainy day, and as we know, emergencies are not going to come knocking on. You know what? Um, I just want to let you know, um, Queen Quest, I'm you know, the engine going to fall out your car, and I'm going to have to you have to pay me 5000 And They're knocking on your door to tell you that. So it's like, come they ain't on texting now. you either? You mean, no, you don't they're mean not emergency texting. don't text nobody? No, they're not, they're not sending you a DM. They're not doing none of that, okay? <laughs> okay. So, so let's exactly. get understanding. They just show up. Right. They yeah. just show up. So if you don't learn to properly manage your money, because it's your money, it's not anybody else's, you have to manage your money so your money can start working for you. And then also eliminating debt. Start That's where the funding money. comes. It comes with the debt. Now, I've had a major discussion with my daughter on college debt. That's why one of my shows, we do a whole show about college debt and how do you pay for it. I, and she was, and I, I commend her for wanting and understanding how much debt students are, are in, parents, all of us that are going back for higher education. But at the same time, I don't want that to be something that would be an impediment for you to go to the next level. Because in order for us to get our education in America, we're going to have some form of student loan debt, college loan debt. It's just a matter of understanding how do I handle that. But that never let that you stop know, you from your education, you know. But right. I also think OPM, other people's money, there's so much free money yep. out here, scholarships. It's amazing. It's just we don't try for that either. But really let's just focus on Understanding how do we manage, how do we eliminate debt, um, and then understanding also the the mindset change. I really think when it comes to building wealth, it has to be a mindset change. It has to be a change because I think, and we've spoken about this before, that we sometimes feel that our communities may not always speak about the oppressive mentality that status symbols are more important to us than building and preserving wealth. Through yeah, in other words, fake it till you make it. Yeah, fake it till you make it. And, and, and that's, that's not going to get you anywhere because if you're faking it till you make it and you tell me you'd, you'd rather spend $500 on a, on a pair of shoes 
or, you know, $300 on a pair of sneakers. You know, a lot of these kids are getting sneakers and they're selling them overseas, making a profit of 100%. You got extras. You may just sold it for six, 700 What are you doing with that 400 You understand? Mm-hmm. Right. So we've got to understand how do we make money work for us so we can stop working for money. And we've got right. to change that. And it's just such a, a mindset change and, and understanding, you know what, I do not have this right now. But you know what, let me save to the side. And understanding, too, as you were talking about the budgeting and understanding of uh, creating a savings, an emergency fund, we also have another way that the 5% also do with their savings when they're talking about financial means means understanding your financial posts. And I know you and I spoke about this before. It's it's, it's Mm -hmm. five types of accounts that most people have that are really creating financial independence, and, and it's simple. It's called Pulse. It's like P, instead of P-U-L-S-E, is P-O-L-S-E. So when you want to do something, you want to have a play account. So that's what the P stands for. This is a checking of savings to blow your money. That's something that every once a year you guys are going to go and you're going to take vacation. That's where you put the money because that's where your goal is, okay? This is what I do here. Then you have offer an opportunity account. An investment for my business opportunities, for my real estate, for my stock investing, we never speak about. A lot of the young people are getting more involved in stocks, and, and we as older adults, we just got to read. You got to – the future is going to be somehow. You have to find something that's going to build you a future, and stocks is one of them. Investing, learning how to do that. L, that's liquid. Liquid accounts. An account that has your monthly recurring bills that you pay every month, a checking account. They have S which is a strategic growth account. What are my future accounts? Are they, you know, basically a 401K, a 403B, an IRA, an annuity, a pension? Is it even actually a 7702, or A, which you can look it up, which is cash value, accumulation, and life insurance? We don't talk about that. I didn't even learn that until I got licensed. That's a strategic growth account. And then E is an emergency fund account, uh, just in case. This can be a savings account. It can be an online account. There's the interest rates on online accounts are getting ready to come back. But that's what you have to understand. Financial independence equals your financial pulse. What is the pulse of money? P-O-L-S-E. And that's five accounts. So if we can understand the basics of when I want a new car or if I want to save up for my house, you, you create a separate account and you put your money in these little buckets. That's all it is. Yeah, little buckets. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. all it is, it's little buckets. And it's like, you know, that's your portfolio. That's you understanding how do I master my money so that it no longer is a master to me. You understand? Exactly, exactly. And, you know, it's interesting because we're coming off the Holy Weekend. And, right. you know, right. we, you and I done been in all kinds of different churches, done shouted, we done done yep. mass, we done did all mm-hmm. of Resurrection oh, Monday was a good day. All right. Okay, thing is we need to resurrect this concept that is even scriptural where the woman felt that that was it for her and her son. She had nothing left. She was going to go home. She was going to make this last little bit of bread, and she and her son was going to die. And here mm-hmm. comes this man telling her, well, no, I want you to fix me a meal first. And by the way, go get all the vessels you can. Borrow them from your neighbors, Right. And so once he put the oil in there, as long as she had vessels, oil continued to be there. The oil did not con- stop until she right. had no vessels left. So like Bishop Jakes has pointed out, also capacity. You have to build for capacity. What is your capacity for all of this? So, right. again, we're talking about five accounts. We're not limiting you to five accounts, but we're saying if you don't even have one, you're at a bad point. You gotta yeah, you gotta have more vessels, whether you call them buckets, whether I don't want you to have a cup, because having just a cup is like you're a beggar sitting there, you know, looking mm-hmm. for arms and looking for somebody to keep feeding you. No, I don't want you to have a cup. I need you to have at least a bucket. Then I need you to get a bigger bucket than that. So I need you to keep expanding. I need you to get multiple buckets because you are going to place these different things in these buckets. And, see, the interesting right. thing and why I don't gravitate to post is because it starts with P, which is the play account. we good at playing with our money. Oh, we got to stop doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got to stop doing like that. that. I'm ready with the E on the end already. So even if you yep. flip it around backwards or whichever way, you mix all the things, we're saying to you, 
at least get yourself multiple vessels that you're going to store your money in and then let your money be available for the things that's on that goals list that we're right. telling you that you need right. to lay out. So a lot of Gullah Geechees want to say, well, if they're the younger Gullah Geechees, you trying to bump the elders off right now to date. You want the land. You want the house or whatever. Them folks ain't giving up their land or their house to you. Especially uh-uh. if they still living in there, that's number one. Number two is they need to see that you are responsible enough exactly. where they might send you out back and tell you where some buckets at. They might actually right. have some buckets hidden someplace. Wait until they see you be mature enough with your money that you currently have before they tell you, well, you know what? I had a bucket that I stored up from you for you since you was a baby. But then they're going to turn that bucket over to you unless they see you be responsible with what you have already. And we have a lot of money, again, flow through our hands in the black community like water, not the liquid that we're talking about. Now, go ahead. What you say? No, I said we have massive buying power in our community. It's amazing. Oh, yes. Um, You know, the buying power. One of the workshops I did, it was something that had a group of people. I was doing it at a high school, and I told them, I said, you know, I think we were at $3.4 trillion. I can't remember the stats. It must have been 2017. The funds and the money from the black community. And I said, guess what the number one thing we did with our money? And almost, I think it was like, almost they said the top funds that we went for buying was hair products. Yes. <laughs> I was like, product. yo, it's crazy. And the products and those things that we do, some of them are going to black owned business, but the majority of it is going outside of our community. Outside and our community. Yep. yep. And I told the kids this, and they were like, Miss Gregory, you're kidding. And then I gave them another thing. I said, tell me how long does the dollar stay in these I was going to go there next. Go ahead. Yep. How long does the dollar yep. stay in the black community? And I said, yeah. well, I said, well, in the, in the white community, as we were talking, I think, and I remember it was like 17 days. Um, the Asian community was way longer, okay? Um, I forgot the Latino community was like maybe seven to eight. And when I asked mm-hmm. the kids, I said, how long do you think it lasts in our community? And the kid was like, oh, one day. Girl, it was seven hours. Seven hours, not even a full day, hours. not even a half a day. It was not even a half a day. We get the money and we walk right out the community and put it in somebody else's hands and then wonder why the other communities have wealth and their children's exactly. children's children will always have wealth. And then we exactly. say in our community and say, Well, how come so and so them got that and we don't have that? Right. And that's the one thing we have to understand, the power of the black dollar and we're not speaking about that and if we are we're so busy giving it to everyone else. It's like, no, support black-owned businesses. You know, that's one of the right. things I talk to Heels and Higher Achievement. I always speak about, okay, what woman-owned business can I definitely speak about who's doing something different in the community? And, yes, I love my men, too, but it's really about when our taste, you know, we've always been phenomenal. But now we have to really support each other. We also have to understand the importance of having your own business and supporting other business owners and supporting our community um, until we learn to stop. That's one of the other things that, you know, I speak about the 10 uh, reasons or the pitfalls in, in our community, the shortfalls of the community of building wealth is that we don't understand the massive buying power. We don't protect our businesses or have succession plans. So even if you are a business owner, yeah. sometimes we don't think about an exit strategy. So at some sure. point you can, you can use your life insurance to basically have key person insurance so God forbid anything happens, your vice president or something, you got life insurance on that person, you're, you can still that continue person. with the company while you're looking for the next vice president. We There's so many different strategies and the basic yeah. knowledge that we don't understand to how to, and it's really GPS on your money as I talk about, grow, protect, save your money. But you have to understand the laws, the principles, the concepts to do it. So it, it comes to the right. same thing we always talk about, financial literacy. <laughs> Financial literacy. So now you just said GPS on your money. What is the G for? The G means grow, and the other one's growth. protect. Growth, protect. protection, and saving. So growing growth, meaning protection and saving. Growth, yes. protection, and saving. So when I always say get a GPS to check up on your money, it's like 
really understanding how's my money growing? Because one of the things we talk about is the rule of 72, right? You know, it's just compound interest, old fourth grade rule. Um, you know, Einstein said it was the eighth wonder of the world. And it basically taught you how does my money grow, compound interest. And so say, for instance, you have 72, you divide it by the, the interest, and that will tell you how many, how long it's going to take your your money to double. So if you have an account of 1%, and you divide it into 72, you like 72 years, right? So if I got a savings account of 1%, that means it's going to take 72 years for my money to double. And now, as you know, most savings accounts are probably like 0. 0.00367. So that means it's going to take 450 years for your money to double. You know that, Mercy. <laughs> you know, right? So, but, but you got a credit card. You got a credit card that's almost 28, 29%. You're and really maybe divide 72 into you know, that or 29 is 72, and you get maybe like three. So every three years, your debt's doubling, but your savings account is doubling every 450. So you already under That's the curve crazy. Ball, way under the curve yeah. ball. So we have to understand when you grow your money, if your money is not growing above current inflation, you've already lost. So what's going to be yeah. $50 today is not going to be $50 20 years it's not from going to now. Be $50, right, exactly. So exactly. That's, That's how come our ancestors. Right. Yeah. Because our ancestors could take a hundred dollars and buy a hundred acres of land. I told my mother that a couple of days ago. I said I mm-hmm. wish I could go buy a hundred acres of land right now for a hundred dollars because I sure would. And she just looked right. at me and nodded her head. You know. Yeah. And nowadays, I mean, you can't buy one inch of dirt in the Sea Islands with a hundred dollars, no. much less talk about no acre. So yeah. No. So like you're saying, as inflation goes and over time, these values change. But our exactly. values revert back to those ancestral values of, like you said, growing your money, protecting your money by saving your money. So the ancestors did the other way. They knew if they saved it, they had right. to put it somewhere where it could be protected, where nobody could just steal it, take it from them, rob, you know, or anything like that. And then they wanted to grow it. So they wanted to invest it in ways that we are benefiting from those of us who have inherited right property from those ancestors and what we need to do is hold on to that and then find economic ways to continue to empower ourselves and the next generation on that land as well. And so I think if we can get to that point, we would have done a true service to the legacy of who we are the children of. We would have done a true service to our ancestors and our elders who fought so hard to save when they were only making like a dollar an hour or people exactly. making $20 a week, you know. So, and I know it's hard for people to fathom, but they literally were making $20 a week. My mother lived and worked and made $20 a week at one point mm-hmm. in her life. So, Yeah, my mother told me know, the same thing when she came here when she was 18. She was making, I think, 19 bucks as a bookkeeper or something, and that was a lot of money. So I, I can't even remember. But the other thing, as you're mentioning that, what I need us to understand now, what our ancestors did with the girl, the protection now is making sure you're protected where, in other words, do I have my my funds in a a vehicle where I don't have to pay as much tax? Now, I'll give Uncle Sam his fair share, but how do I save in in tax? How do I become Mm -hmm. a business owner? Because usually when you have personal taxes compared to being a business owner, taxes are different. As you see, half of these people, when when, when all of this, everybody sees this large amount of money, we got $200, and look at those billionaires that were already billionaires that thousands, millions of free money, but they were business owners because yeah. they're business right. money, but they called us back the next year, and I know just recently I got something in the mail talking about, oh, we gave you $200. Sarah, are you really asking me to verify that it, it was proper that I was supposed to get this? I was like, look, I'm not even paying attention, <laughs> but I am. I'm going to answer the people, but I was really peeved because I'm like, look at all the business owners that got all those millions of money. You know, funds. Right. Were, were they asked the same thing? Why are they coming to our community and saying that mother or that woman who had a child that needed that money, now she has to prove why she needed it? Serious? $200? Not playing. Yeah, that's Not ridiculous. Playing. Yeah, that's so protecting our money right now, understanding estate planning, understanding protecting your, your assets. That's all what protection is now, understanding what trusts are, understanding why do right. I set them up. You know, so so many different things that we understand now protection is protecting my assets, protecting my money 
so that I can keep the wealth and not have to give so much to Uncle Sam. I don't mind. I'll give him his fair share, but look, we need to keep it Brenda, here so I can pass it on to my children. Right. right, right. And then even when you mention that as well about estate planning, that's a critical thing that we teach often here in the Gullah Geechee Nation, and many of you can go to GullahGeechee.tv, G-U-L-L-A-H-G-E-E-C-H-E-E.tv, and look at the put-in Queen Quentin land or Queen Quentin black land ownership. One of the things that I'm constantly working on is estate planning because wills, just right. as you just heard Felicia mention, trust, and we did an episode with Attorney Clifford Bush, to talk about trust and family LLCs and, and those types of things so that people understand that when you have land, you have an estate. You might yep. feel like, oh, i got to have millions of dollars to have an estate. No, you do not. You just need to have assets, your watch, your clothes, your books, all the stuff we talk about. All that stuff becomes part of your estate if mm-hmm. you pass away. And so if someone, if you don't have a will that determines who that stuff is to go to, People can end up in court fighting over that stuff, and then yeah. the judge will decide, and that's not yeah. what you want. So you want to go ahead and plan for your living, which is all the stuff we're telling you about getting that GPS on your money, setting those goals, making those goals in place that you save your money for now, but you also want to do what scriptures tell us. A wise man or woman leaves an inheritance to your children's children's children. So you exactly. want to plan for your estate so that when you are not here in this realm and you enter the realm of the ancestors, you know your folks are set up all right. They are covered. And part of that is if you start up some type of economic engine now as a business, get your papers straight. Because let me tell you right now, I mentioned earlier Cash App and Venmo and all that, even Eventbrite. They ain't taxing yeah. you this year, but next year they're about to tax you on all that. They're about I'm to sure. tax you on cryptocurrency and everything. Everything. Yeah, I mean, and that's another thing. Cryptocurrency was one of the things I spoke about a few years ago, and I remember speaking to one of my CTOs um, still back in one of the companies I work at just to keep my my ear to the floor. And I remember for about maybe, I don't remember if it was like five years ago, four years ago, but everybody, they were telling across the nation, telling the regular folks, oh, cryptocurrency is bad. You know, it's just, you know, don't invest in it because there's no no backing behind it. You're going to fall out and blah, blah, blah. So what you could have gotten on a current, you know, currency, a Bitcoin at time would have been really cheap. And they were like, no, yeah. it's bad, it's bad. And then two years later, I don't know if it's two or three years now, Bank of America, J.P. Morgan, all of them come out with the first cryptocurrency oh, bank. And they bought crazy? all of the cryptocurrency. And then now yeah. what was maybe $15 then is now 2000 Serious? Exactly. So now we, you can't afford to get read. it. Some people didn't understand it, and I didn't really fully understand it, but I started looking into it. I had on my series last year a kid, a young guy who is the guru of cryptocurrency here in Brooklyn, and he teaches for free to understand. So we've got to understand these other options, these other places. Really, I had a, a whole session last year with two speakers, my wonderful uh, women friends, uh, Janae Malloy and uh, Mona McKenzie, and we spoke about investing in real estate property, residential, as well as commercial, understanding right. that's a tool to build wealth. So these are the things right. that we understand that need to start doing more. But if you are starting, just the first thing is get a GPS, get a checkup on your money, and guess what? you got to talk to a wonderful financial educator or a coach like me or you have right. multiple advisors for people that are retiring, that are people are with that already have stocks and different things that, you know, in IRAs, I have those people at my fingertips as well. But you got to get a checkup. you got to start somewhere. So the first thing is exactly. take a hard look at where you are now and then sit down right. and I don't put a cup of – hot, hot tea or iced tea or whatever your favorite drink is, because that's what I do on my wine and wealth nights when I start those. Bring your favorite cup. Let's talk about it. Let's learn something. But really, seriously, let's start thinking about it so we can change the next generation. We have to. We have no choice at this point. Because sooner or later, one of the other things you and I have spoken about, too, we were growing up, education was the split in the wealth in our communities. If we didn't get right. educated 
we weren't going to make the same money as other folks that got educated with a high school diploma. We had to get a college degree for them to get a high school diploma. So we knew there was still a wealth gap. But now the wealth gap for this coming generation, what you and I have talked about, is going to be technology. It really is. And people don't understand. If you're not going to be savvy or understand technology, you're not going to have a career in it, okay, well, then get a stock. Figure it out. But this generation... They're not going to have cars on the on the ground. They might be in the air. So yeah, we have flying. To be the real jet. So that's what I'm saying. Technology is going to be the wave of the future. It really is. Finance, tech, and real estate are the places where money is going to be made, and it will always be made there. Even just mm-hmm. becoming a financial coach and an educator, this money is always going to be the talk of the town. That's never going anywhere. So that's right. why, to me, it's so important to teach the next woman, to teach the next man, to really get out here and do this in our community. Because like now, a lot of people are retiring. Uh, I never saw financial advisors that looked like me. And now I know a whole bunch of them. But, you know, yeah. that, that generation, the baby boomers, they're retiring. There's going to be uh, 200,000 retirees. So that means the people that were not speaking to us before are really not going to speak to us now because they're now they're retiring. Us. So if we don't yeah. repopulate, if we don't go back in and start educating, start becoming financial coaches and advisors and getting licensed to teach in our community, who's going to tell us? Because they wasn't telling us before, you know? So, so we, we got to really understand. We, I, I'm going to open my own office in Brooklyn. You already know that. At one point, one day, um, I'm still praying and working on it. You know, it will happen, but it's just a matter of right now, I'm going to just shout it out to the world, and you always allow me to do that, and this is, is important of, you know, I'm going to be on my children's yacht, or your children, or my my girlfriend's yeah. children, I'm going to be on somebody's yacht with a martini, because they're going to have a 40-footer, a you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know, that's right. <laughs> that's right, <laughs> ladies, awesome. I'm looking good. Yes, with them heels on, the heels and high achievement. Exactly. So definitely, y'all can get to Felicia Gomes Gregory's website, Heels High. Is it HeelsHigh.org? Yes, www.HeelsHigh.org is the name of it. Mm-hmm. Yep, HeelsHigh.org, and you can contact her so that if you say, well, I would like to do that financial checkup, I do want to start off, like y'all said, and really fully examine where I am. I would like to know what my net worth currently is, whether it's zero, whether it's 100000 whether it's a negative 100000 You yep, need to I know that those things. Yeah, and so that you can go ahead and get that initial financial checkup done. She can then talk more with you individually. Complimentary. It's all complimentary. Educate. We want to know about your funds. It's all complimentary. So it's just have a talk and sit down with somebody. And it's not me, but somebody. I put you in touch with somebody, but it's definitely something we need to do. We need to do. So y'all make sure y'all go to org, and definitely y'all know me. Y'all know I'd love to step high in some heels myself. That's why this exactly. is right here. We have worn out some heels over the years. Um, exactly. definitely stepping, yeah, and stepping up and want y'all to step up to this real responsibility for our community globally as people of the African diaspora. We have to begin to build wealth that is intergenerational. We need to leave something that our children's children's children can say, yes, it was a blessing. They thought about me. I have something. I have a place to live. I have a place where I have a business, a company I inherited because somebody thought about me and they did get that in the right financial direction. So definitely, Felicia, I know the time went by fast. But I appreciate you coming on the air once again. It's always a blessing. I love Financial Literacy Month. You know I love literacy, period. So definitely we're going to read and and then build wealth. I appreciate you so much. Any last words for the fam out here? No, just, you know, everyone be, as my mother says, because she, you know, mama, a diva, 88 diva, and she now says, because I'm always telling her something to do, she says uh, she's 195 and she can do what she wants. But I will leave you with these words. She always says, everybody, uh, be well, be blessed, be beautiful, my family. Yes.
definitely much love to you, my sister. You definitely are blessed. You're definitely beautiful. I appreciate you. Glad God has us walking this earth together in our high heels and yet achieving for the black community. Gullah Geechee family, much love to all on the chilling would join me upon this year air this evening and things like that because you taught them not robbery, but come on and learn a little bit more about how to get wealthy and about financial literacy. You know who this shall be. This shall the queen quit head upon the body of the Gullah Geechee nation. So glad it. We show Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio. Peace, love, and blessings, y'all. Going out there. I know about that money. Y'all want to get your hands on some. Go ahead, but let me hold some when you're done. All right. Peace and love, fam. Much love. Thank you. Thank you.